0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we get set for Scottish Cup weekend. Celtic Morton will be first up with Ange Postacoglu saying progress is being made on incoming and outgoing transfers. Michael Beale confirms interest in Nicholas Raskin ahead of a trip to St Johnston. And there's some great cup romance to look forward to involving the likes of Drumchapel, Stirling Uni, Darvel and many more. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna. Well the League Cup weekend left no stone unturned when it came to controversy and drama Gordon and I expect nothing less from Scottish Cup weekend. Celtic will kick it off 12.15 tomorrow against Morton. The holders Rangers go to Perth at 5.30 and even Sunday and Monday in Edinburgh Derby what will that mean for Ryan Porteous and Lee Johnson on Sunday and Jim Goodwin has all the way from Aberdeen to Darville to consider his future on Monday night it's all to play for yeah the romance of the cup uh, it's got a little bit of everything in it uh, Edinburgh Derby but as Roger touches on there I think the one for me this weekend is Darville Aberdeen on the back of a terrible result at Tynecastle for Aberdeen it's not the ideal preparation. I've been to these types of games with Partey up at Coulter. You're expected to go and stroll it. It never is the case, so the pressure is on Aberdeen. It's an unbelievable fixture card when you think about just how much of that so-called romance, whatever that means, is in their Premiership Dundee United hosting University of Stirling. We've been very much keeping an eye, a local side for us, Durham Chapel, and their cup run all, all the way up to Elgin tonight, presumably, ahead of a game tomorrow if the weather uh, gets its act together uh, You look at some other big teams Of premiership teams That really could be doing With avoiding an upset The likes of Motherwell Going to our broth Edinburgh Derby As the guys say Darvel Aberdeen On Monday I was thinking about this Doing our research for the show We The three of us Have one Scottish Cup Between us Roger Hanna So we're <laughs> yeah. well placed Yeah I thought we well enjoyed winning it Many years ago <laughs> <laughs> But listen you, You're touching the romantic the cup I mean Drumchapel um, they have already left I think they, they left at 5 o'clock tonight On the bus away up to Elgin Unsure whether the game will kick off or not I know Inverness Cali Thistle against Queen's Park is off Maybe no bad thing after the exchange of words Between Billy Dodge and Owen Coyle in the last 24 hours um, We desperately hope Elgin Drum Chapel is on Unfortunately they've had to go with one empty seat They've had to leave Hugh Keevans behind to do the show tomorrow I'll be down at Kilmarnock Huge game for the League 2 leaders Dumbarton a bit of glamour for them and it's been a tough old week for Derek McInnes and Kelly out to Celtic in the League Cup semi last Saturday night and losing to Rangers on Wednesday night in the Premiership at Rugby Park having taken the lead Derek won't fancy any errors tomorrow Special competition since you are the one just in case anyone was wondering, <laughs> was wondering. which one of us yeah. uh, have the, the one Scottish Cup <clears throat> Yeah, listen great memories uh, long time ago now 1995 but I think it's great that they, they've opened it up to the, the, the teams like Drum Chapel, the Uni at Stirling. I think it's brilliant. You know, I think it, it adds something to the, the, the competition, captures the imagination of the small teams trying to upset uh, the, the big uh, names in the cup. So it, it's fantastic, I think. And as I say, I'm really looking forward to. I mean, Davil have put a bit of money in at junior level. I believe they've, they've put a lot of money into their pitch. Uh, they'll have some decent players at that level. 
It won't be an easy game for Aberdeen. It, it's fantastic. You know, as a tabloid newspaper guy, I love this round of the cup because it throws up so many stories. Story's you know, great, aren't they? I've spoken to Adam Hope's co-manager of Durham Chapel, and you know he's got great stories to tell. You talk about the Darvel squad. Thomas Riley in the middle of the park for Darvel used to play at St Mirren in the midfield with Jim Goodwin and is now conspiring <laughs> to bring down his pal on Monday night. Lynn Lithgow Rose in the cup against Daz's old Wraith Rovers team at the weekend. Sterling Uni, they've pushed the boat out today. They've got video messages of support for everyone from Sir Alec Ferguson to Ross Murdoch, the local boy, done good to, to Eve Muirhead, the, the Olympian. Callum it, it, shaking his head through there. He's, he's not happy. Callum's just Callum's just wondering why him and Lorraine Kelly and Jim Spence haven't been asked to do one for for the the home side, but we'll, we'll wait and see. I, I, I'm dying to ask him if he's got this new mint green United away kit yet. Oh, Have you seen that launch today? Anyway, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on, then let's hear from you. Big weekend of cup action, but as has been the theme for the last couple of weeks, it's all set against the backdrop. Of the transfer window as well So if you want to get your teeth into Celtic Morton Or St Johnston Rangers Or any of the other fixtures In terms of what you're expecting on the pitch How important a cup run is to you Which players you would like to see play and not play That's all well and good But we can also do the transfer stuff as well Because surely it's going to start to heat up What have we got, 10, 11 days to go It's going to have to heat up at some point Very, very soon uh, You would imagine So come on then 0141 1025 John is a Celtic fan To kick us off tonight uh, What are you thinking John On the transfer market front Well I'm well, Hi guys uh, I was listening yesterday And a lot about Jackie Marcus Now What's not been said I don't believe Or I've not heard that Certainly yet Is That um, Postacoglu Has a, a way of doing things He buys good young talent That he, that he either knows From a market Or they can see Or his scouts can see and he brings them on, makes them better players, and potentially, as he said himself, there'll be players that will go, and there'll be players that will come, and then go again. Jackie Marcus is at 29 nearly. I know when we bought him, it was a no-brainer. The top scorer of the area of the who doesn't want a player like that? So not a lot of thinking there to, to bring him in. But if he wants to go, he's an asset right now. Get as much as we can for him, and I'm sure Poster Coglu will get his eye on somebody uh, to replace him, because... Right now he's an asset. If we keep him, and he will probably still continue to do a job for us, but he's probably at a position where he's wanting more money. His heart might not be quite in it, and we, we need 100%. But I think letting him go is the right thing to do. Get as much as you can and get somebody else in. Is this not the bit that's anno- annoying some Celtic fans, if that's the right word, John, or confusing some Celtic fans because he is seen as an asset and get as much as you can for him but that number maybe isn't as high as some people were hoping well that's absolutely the market will always be the market and he's worth what somebody's willing to pay for them now the, 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 the team that he goes to he'll be looking for his own financial benefit whether there'll be some clause in his contract that they're not on him which I find difficult to believe if it's in a contract that should be it should be honoured we all know like add-ons and stuff but um, yes all the pundits I believe have said to a man that yes he's worth more than what's been touted but at the end of the day if that is Ange Postacoglu's way of working is to get them in young talented and bring them on and then sell them as he said himself I'm not getting too attached because um, the supporters shouldn't but unfortunately we do because it's the west of Scotland we all get invested but the bottom line is the guy's going to go if he doesn't go he'll still do a job 
but it doesn't just fit the 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 way Poster Coglu's working. If you if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, Roger Hanna, because Celtic did their incoming business or the early stuff so effortlessly so early. Jackie Macus, does he stay or does he go? Is becoming the the transfer saga of the window so far. What have you made of it? Um, my own hunch is that he will go. Um, and I'm not convinced Ange Postacoglu will view that as a desperate blow. Players come and go, John. You, you know that yourself. I'm old enough to remember when Simon Donnelly here left the club to go to Sheffield Wednesday. He was talking about winning the, the, his only Scottish Cup medal in 95. Guinness scored the winner. Pierre Van Hoydong forced his way out of the club to go to Nottingham Forest. You'll remember that as well. The, the key is then to find the replacements for the players. And I get the impression that Ange Postacoglu is quite <clears> comfortable <throat> in his search for a replacement. I think O, oh, the South Korean striker, is the latest one to be named. I think if Giacomacus goes in the next few days, O will come in. I think O might come in anyway and be above Giacomacus in the pecking order. But wh- whatever the fee turns out to be, I think Celtic and Postacoglu look quite comfortable with the, the situation. Yeah, I agree with Roger. Uh, I, I said yesterday that this is just part and parcel of football. I think the the, the Celtic supporter maybe split with Jack and Marcus. I think he's became a bit of a favourite. He came in and did well last year. Uh, he filled the boots of Kyogo when Kyogo was out injured. He ended up being the top goal scorer. A couple of hat tricks in there. He's a finisher. He's done well at Celtic. You can't deny that. He's looking for game time. The reason he hasn't been getting game time this season is because Kyogo's been doing so well and they play with that one striker. Uh, and said himself, he can't guarantee anybody game time. So I'm, I'm leaning towards what Roger's thinking there. I think he will probably leave. And my only concern, I think, with the Celtic support and you know looking from the outside in, as a replacement You know they were linked to the, the South Korean lad That was at the World Cup Scored a couple of goals I thought he looked Yeah Cho Yeah he looked a real deal That doesn't look as if it's going to happen They're linked with other South Korean striker That would that would be my only concern I, I, Listen Celtic midfield to front I've got a lot of good players Maeda played through the middle At the, the World Cup for Japan And did really well uh, But yeah players come and go And I just think The way this one's going I think Mm. Jack and Marcus will leave Well here is an update of sorts Today John Ange Postacoglu Is expecting some busy days Before the transfer window closes And that's outgoing And incoming Here's what he had to say today There's progress on incomings And outgoings But nothing's confirmed yet So uh, from my perspective um, The the status quo exists at the moment In terms of uh, both uh, you know, players coming in and players leaving. As I said, you know, we're getting to the end of the window, so I guess all of it will sort of get confirmed uh, either way um, over coming days. Ange Postacoglu is as good at keeping his cards close to his chest as he is at introducing inverted fullbacks or whatever other strength the Celtic fans feel that he has, Roger Hanna, because it's it's always done in that that sort of similar manner. Either they come in. Not unexpectedly, but you know, very quick, very clinical. It's done. It's over. And in this case, this is the longest we've seen anything rumble on, really. Whether it be Juranovic or Jackie Marcus, but there's still not much being given away. I'm not sure about card games. I heard him talking about he doesn't play ducks and drakes the other night. He said after the game when he was asked about some of the transfer activity. As I said, I think he strikes me as a man who's quite comfortable with the incomings and the outgoings he spoke about. Um, you get Alistair Johnson in very early Looks a good addition You get Yuki Kobayashi 
in early and if you're to judge by his performance in his debut against St Mirren on Wednesday night looks a good addition to Moki Iwata was on the bench he's really still to be seen in a Celtic jersey but certainly comes with a good pedigree if he's you know the J-League player of the year and if there's a striker coming in and Giomaka is going out I'm quite sure the Celtic support will keep the faith with mm. Ange Postacoglu and, and his judgement in the transfer market Thank you to John Let's bring in Dominic Who's also a Celtic fan uh, What do you think John The manager says Incomings and outgoings Progress being made What's on your mind? Uh, well I trust Big Ange To be honest uh, I think Even the Rangers fans Come across as liking Big Ange He's quite good at what he does He speaks well no, but I've got two quick points. First one's about Jack and Marcus, second one's about Starfield. If I, if I could speak directly to Simon Donnelly about Jack and Marcus first. Yeah. Um, Simon, I watched you growing up as a Celtic fan. There's, I can't argue with Jack and Marcus's goal, goal spree that he went on last season and he scored some important goals. But in my eyes, I would take what we can get from him and let him go. I don't think it'd be hard to find a, a better centre forward. He's not, I don't think he's a natural goal scorer. I mean, I think there's more times where he's in the box and should hit the target and he doesn't. Honestly, I can't argue with his goal scoring spree, but I think we could do a lot better. And I would take what we can get for big Jackie Marcus. Yeah, listen, Dominic, I've covered a lot of the Celtic games over the time that uh, Jackie Marcus has been at the club. And, you know, he had a difficult start. He was he was a wee bit behind with his fitness. I remember him missing a penalty in a, a crucial game. I think it was Livingston. Livingston yeah. Yeah. So I think that would have dented his confidence. You know, a striker coming into a club the, the, the size of Celtic, trying to hit the ground, looking at the other players round about him. Kyogo, you know, started like a house on fire. But you have to take your hat off to him. I think he really did fill a void there, you know, when Kyogo was injured. And it, it really kept Celtic's challenge and the title going. You know, he ended up top goal scorer. But I agree with you to an extent. I'd, I, think, I think he could be replaced. I think... Listen, players come and go, Celtic, especially clubs like Celtic. I, I think, as Roger says, I think Ange will have plans in place, you know, for a replacement should Giacomacchus go. I just think sometimes, you know, when he's scored the goals, I think there is, fans kind of cling on to it and it's, it's a favourite there for a while when there's a, a bit of a, a disarray and, and a, an upset because he's leaving, but, you know, we could be talking three, four weeks from now if, if you put your trust, as you say, in Ange We could be talking about another striker coming in And, you know, it could almost be forgotten about mm. Should Jack and Marcus move on? At the same time, Dominic, if he's back fit, I think he is Is there a good chance he plays tomorrow And, you know, still maintains a, an important part in the squad Until there is some sort of change? Yeah, I, I believe he's an important part of the squad just now Because Kyogo's the main recognised striker And we've not really got that many other options I genuinely believe after watching Celtic for years, he's not a naturally gifted goal scorer. I mean, I would have a lot more faith in Simon Donnelly was a great finisher. So, so was a, Jackie Marcus isn't a naturally gifted, prolific goal scorer. Okay, he went, he went on that run and it would be hard to argue with that. Maybe I'm not explaining myself very well, but he's not. I mean, there's times in the box, Jackie Marcus, you, you, you can see him missing absolute sitters or blowing chances. He's not a gifted striker. I think we could... It would not be hard for Celtic to find a better striker than him. Yeah, I think I think he's quite a spontaneous striker. You know, I think his first so many goals for Celtic were one touch finishes. You know, and, and maybe your point is, you know, if he's he's got a little bit of time. I mean you you look at Kyogo, I think Kyogo is calmness personified, you know, when he gets put into positions like that the other night, a fantastic finish, the one at Easter Road recently. I think 
he shows composure where Jackie Marcus maybe doesn't ha- quite have that. You know, it's all very one touch getting on the end of crosses. I mean, I, I watched a lot of his goals from Holland before he came, curious of what type of player he was, and they were similar. You know, he was always getting on the end of things, which, listen, isn't a bad thing, but he's just a different striker from the likes of Akiyogo. I, I, do, I do kind of get where Dominic's coming from, but at the same time, if Giacomakis on the off chance is listening, he'd say, what's that? Top scorer on the end of top a, scorer on the Premiership yeah. the next season, and I'm not a prolific striker. Yeah. But I do get... And I, I think I that's, get I think that's why he's... He's quite popular with the Celtic fans, and you get that. I mean, he's, he was top yeah. goal, so you can't argue that but, fact. But I think, you know, John and Dominic, and the Celtic fans in general, are more interested in Celtic than they are in George Giacomakis. And if you look at the big picture, you know, a year ago, when Kyogo had scored the two goals in the League Cup final against Hibs just before Christmas, yeah. and then picked up that injury, Ange Postacoglu was having to look at Joey Dawson and Owen Moffat yeah. and pushing them into the first team. You know, even if Giacomakis was to go before the window shuts next week, Gordon. There is Maeda, Japan's centre forward at the World Cup. Yeah. You know, Lila Bada could, could come through the middle. You, you see the way he finishes goals, another smashing finish in midweek against St Mirren. He could go through the middle. And that's before you even look at, you know, reinforcements coming in. So, I, I, genuinely, whether he stays, whether he goes, I, I, I don't think Celtic have too many worries in forward areas of the pitch. Thank you very much to Dominic and Rutherglen 01419511025 Rangers fans what do you make of your transfer business then Michael Beale gave an update today confirmed Rangers are interested in Nicholas Raskin and in fact in about the last 20 minutes or so some reports in Belgium appear to be suggesting uh, that a medical is done and it is getting ever closer. What do you think of him? What about the other transfer business? Are you getting to that desperate, impatient stage where you just want to see something uh, coming in? Let us know. 01419511025 and we'll get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna are here. Double checked at the break Still just the one Scottish Cup between us But you're in good hands We've got good previews to give you Ahead of tomorrow's fixtures Let's hope the weather Doesn't destroy too many I know Inverness Queen's Park Is already off Roger isn't it um, So pitch inspections The likes of Elgin Cove um, But weatherman Donnelly Was telling us it's supposed to be A bit milder tonight Slightly milder you know, tomorrow He's, he's yep. checked it So we should be Hopefully uh, We'll be fine We hope uh, I did say before the break we got uh, involved in a Celtic transfer discussion It's not only the games this weekend Because the transfer window is reaching its final stages uh, Rangers fans, I wonder how you feel about Nicholas Raskin Is that a player that you've been studying uh, previously? Maybe you've been on YouTube today as everyone does at the moment uh, What do you make of that? There are reports from Belgium this evening That it's as far as a, a completed medical and it could be happening fairly soon But the official line from the Glasgow side of things From Michael Beale He spoke today about it um, And he's always fairly open and honest Isn't he about these things he, he confirmed there was interest In the Belgium under 21 midfielder He also hopes negotiations over Morgan Whitaker Can be hep- kept behind closed doors going forward Another good player to be fair um, Player I remember a lot From the time we played standard the age uh, you missed the first game against Rangers the night that Kamar Roof scored that amazing goal, if you remember, but he played in the second leg. He's a player that I'm aware of, very good player that's obviously out of contract in the summer and uh, is attracting a lot of attention. 
there's an interest from us, but I'm sure there is from a, a number of clubs. Morgan Whitsky, is there a bit of a standoff on him? There's not a standoff. Obviously, we're doing the business in, in private, and obviously in South Wales, they've obviously spoke out about it, so we don't want to add to that because the boy's gone back there off of loan. He could be in their squad this weekend, so if he's in their squad, he's their player. Uh, Raskin is an interesting one. Uh, as Michael Beale said, they're Gordon out of contract in the summer. What do Liège want to do? Do they want to cash in, get a bit of money now rather than losing him for for next to nothing in the summer at the end of his contract? Um, You would think when Michael Beale is speaking so openly about some of these targets, he maybe knows that the Angels are very close to getting them. Morgan Whittaker, I would be astonished if he played for Swansea tomorrow. I think the whole point of Swansea bringing him back from a successful loan at Plymouth was to sell him in this window. It was interesting, I think, from Ipswich Town, they couldn't agree a deal... I would think he must be close to coming up and that would be, you know, if if Rangers get Todd Cantwell, Nicholas Raskin, Morgan Whitaker prior to the window closing, I would think Michael Beale would be quite content with that. Uh, like I say, there's lots on Twitter, Roger, um, that, that that's getting certainly closer. They've, they've agreed personal terms, that sort of thing. Um, you never quite know because I mean I can see one headline that Rangers agree personal terms but the transfer fee is still to be agreed and you think who's that how does that work it's not meant to be the order of things that's modern football for you Gordon 2023 now lots of things go on that shouldn't do you see a bit more of that these days say again do you see a bit more of that these days yeah I I think from Michael Beale's point of view I think he wants to get some good quality players and I think it's always tricky I think Gio came in at the similar time last year this transfer window is always the trickier one of the of the two, but I think he's obviously used his network down south with the likes of Cantwell from his young days. Uh, he wants to get some quality in quickly, and you know I think I think Rangers probably if if you're looking at Celtic from their point of view, I think Rangers probably need a little bit of freshening up for the players that are there. The same guys have been over the course time and time again. It's important to get some in, but again. It has to be quality. It can't just be to make numbers up and appease fans to be seeing them coming in. So the, the lad from Belgium, I don't know much about at all, Roger. But uh, yeah, he'll be looking to bring some quality in to lift this team. You know, he's, he's come in, he's got off to a reasonable start. I think if he'd offered them that start out with the obvious of, of beating Celtic, he would have taken it. Interesting as well, the different approaches of different managers to this January window. You know, as you say, Simon, a year ago it was Giovanni van Bronckhorst and he seemed content with loan signings Aaron Ramsey came in Ahmad Diallo came in and it was like a short termism just to take Rangers through to the end of the season it didn't particularly work well and Michael Beale's already said he's not interested in that type of approach yeah. he wants to get in younger guys on permanent deals probably longer term deals that will do Rangers mm. not just to the end of the 2022-23 season but, but long beyond there and that's why he's looking at younger guys I think that's like correct, I think that's the correct way to do it in, in all honesty I think there's a bit of stability there. You look at Aaron Ramsey coming in last year and it was the, the, the big name and everything that came with it. <clears throat> the guy hadn't played a, a hell of a lot. I know he popped up with a goal against Celtic, but he didn't. It, I wouldn't regard it as a success and all of a sudden he's away. There's no stability there at all. I think this guy wants to be there for the duration. He wants to bring players in, as you say, develop them and move Rangers forward as a, as a team and a squad. Let's bring in Dominic, who is a Rangers fan on the line. What are you thinking tonight, Dominic? Uh, good, good evening, Gordon, Roger, and Simon. Uh, I was just saying to the producer Callum there, I was, I was talking about 
um, you know, after the Kilmarnock game, uh, Ryan Kent was asked about his future. They said he just looked wanting content to play for his football and all that, and he'll just like basically have him take care of itself. Um, for me, it's absolutely key that he stays because I think since Beals came back, even though he's, he's still the football's not been the greatest, I think for me, Ryan Kent's been excellent under him, and I hope it's it's absolutely key. You think that is that you think that's one of the most important pieces of business Rangers could do in this window? You know, all the excitement and hype is always about which players come in, but you think a bit of attention given to extending Ryan Kent's stay could be key. For me personally, well, because you see that you don't know what's going to happen with Rios, um, with Ken, it's to the way that we play. For me, it's he's pivotal to it. Roger? Um, I was used to be an old cynic when it came to this transfer window and I always thought guys, when they're running down their contracts, if they got to about this stage, you know, the sort of end of the January window and they hadn't signed an extension, then in my mind, I had them off elsewhere. I had them gone, left the club. But I think Connor Goldson, his situation last year, Gordon's had changed my, my perspective in these things because I, I, I had Goldson away at a Nottingham Forest or a Leicester City or somewhere and... All of a sudden, out of the blue, he signed a new long-term deal. I think he's in for another four years. Just totally out of the blue last summer. So maybe Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, let's throw him into this equation as well. Maybe their futures could be at Rangers. I tend to think there's more chance of them staying under Michael Beale than there would have been them staying under Giovanni Van Bronckers. Does he look revitalised under Michael Beale for yeah. you, Simon? Yeah, I agree with Roger. Uh, I've, I've kind of slated Morelis' fitness on this show before, like many others, but he pops up another couple of goals uh, every be part of the other night. I think Kent's form has been better since Bill took over. Uh, I think he's had a wee bit more licence to roam. He's popped up with two or three goals, scored a great goal against Celtic uh, and took his goal really well the other night. I think they're two of Rangers' best players. I think... Uh, would you be able to go out in this transfer window after a short period of time in the job and replace him with like-for-like quality-wise? I'm not so sure. I think Morelis... Bill will know more and better than us because he'll work with him every day. He, he, he still looks chunky for me, but Morelis always did look that wee bit. But he was a wee bit sharper the other night. He got his goals. And I think Morelis is still, in my opinion, Rangers' best striker. He's done better. Under Bill than I expected him to do something. Yeah. I'd sort of written him off, you know, the way he came back, that shape in which he came back at the start of the season, the fact that Cholak was scoring goals. I'd sort of just written off my Ellis's Rangers career. Yeah. But, but Bill's come in, <clears> and you're right, he, he still does look a, a little chunky to, you know, a lot of us are big boned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he has done a lot better, and I think he's improving with each goal. You know, you saw the way he took the goals at Kilmarnock and Wednesday night. Yeah. I think he's getting better <clears> and better <throat> and better under Bill. I think he is the best. I think he is. Yeah. If he's fit, he's the best striker. He's the best finisher. So, so you disagree with Anthony Stewart? You think uh, he's better uh, than yes, Cholan? Yeah. I do actually. He's had some week. <laughs> it's not been ideal. And the difference in approach, Roger, from some managers, like we said, Michael Beale. His idea of keeping his cards close to his chest and transfers is to not keep them close whatsoever. Even when he says he's not going to comment much, he still gives you some good info about Nicholas Raskin. So he'll he'll do just fine. You never know. Maybe the longer the months go on, start to quieten a little bit. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Since it's you in the newspaper game, surely. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I wish they would all talk like that. <laughs> uh, Dominic, have you looked into Nicholas Raskin? Is that one you, you know much about? Feel free to say absolutely not. No shame in that. Um, it's, all I can remember is when we played them um, against Standard Ways, we had Ruth's absolute outstanding goal, but I, I've not seen much of him, if, if I'm honest. But can I just add, add one onto that, Gordon? Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to listen to Michael Beale earlier about, uh, after the Kamala game, sorry, when he was talking about the goalkeeper situation. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that basically he thinks that McGregor will be, that's him giving away that he's retired in the summer. But for me, John McLaughlin's not the answer. Um, Robin McCrory, I know he's out injured at the moment, but for, he's not the only given a chance. But I dare say, I think I'd expect McCrory to move on. But for me, it, to the way that Michael Beale wants to say that we'll basically hint that he wants to bring in a new keeper, for me, it is, I think it, I would love to see Alan McGregor get another year. I think it's absolutely. I think for me, personally, in my just my opinion, but he's still the best keeper in Scotland, minus Craig Gordon. I know he's injured. Yeah, well, it's going to be another weekend to watch that, I guess, and, and put a bit of scrutiny in that position because Michael Beale said the other night, if Alan McGregor's fit, he'll play, which will be the fifth game in a row that Rangers have alternated from the previous game. So we'll keep an eye on it. I do want to squeeze one more in uh, before the travel mark is in Clyde Bank. Are you a patient fan, Mark? Are you getting a bit? Impatient, wanting Rangers to do some business soon. Um, well, I, I think that there, need, there needs to be something soon. Time is marching on. We're now kind of two thirds of the way through January, and I don't want us to be one of these clubs that's kind of last minute. Dot com, where are the signings going to come from? And some of a name comes out of nowhere. The point I, I was making today is I phoned in a few weeks ago, probably a night or two nights. Just before Bill came to Ibrox, but it was announced and I said that I felt for the first time in a long time there was hope at Ibrox. And since and since he's come in, there's not the football hasn't been the greatest football, but it's been result driven. And as a Rangers fan back when Giovanni or Broncos left the club, you were looking for results. So we've kinda of got that. I think regarding Ryan Kent and the transfer window, for me when I watch Kent I think that guy, or the he's playing with the weight of the club on his shoulders. And I think he's patiently, roundabout way, waiting to see where we strengthen and who we bring in. Because the fans aren't the only ones looking to him to create something. I think the squad are as well. I think they look to him in just about every game to try and unite a spark in this place. And I think he's been feeling it. And I think, to be honest with you, unless... There's somebody that comes into that club that's some kind of support that can weigh some of that burden with him. I think he'll go because I don't. I think he's had enough. Um, you see him for me running with the ball, his head's down. He doesn't really. He looks up and suddenly there's nobody here. Uh, so I think he's waiting to see what we do in the window first before he does anything. I think he wants to be the new Beals back, or I think he wants to be now there more that Beals back, whether he stays or not. I think will depend very much on what Michael Beale does in this transfer window. Interesting theory, Roger. Listen, it's an interesting theory. And Simon will tell you, footballers like to play with other good footballers. Um, in the last 12 months, Ryan Kentler have seen guys like Joe Aribo and Calvin Bassey and guys like that going out the door and perhaps not being replaced like for like. So Ryan Kent... You know whether he's out of contract or not, and you can you can take that back to Conor Golson. Conor Golson got another three and a half years left in his deal at Rangers. He too will be looking to see 
who Rangers bring in. You know, Jordan Simon's Celtic career, some very, very good players signed. And, and at no stage did, did Simon Donnelly ever turn round and say, we've signed an absolute world-class player. I wish we hadn't. You know, yeah. <clears throat> every player wants good players brought into the squad. They want the team improved because it makes them look better. And if there's good players, for argument's sake, in the next 10 days before the window shuts, say Rangers get in Whittaker, Cantwell and Raskin, Ryan Kent will be absolutely thrilled because it improves the quality of the football round about him. Yeah, that, that goes back to my point earlier when you were touching on Bill in the transfer window, trying to get players in to give the squad that are there a lift. It, it does, it goes back to, 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 to my day as well. Good players coming in gives everybody a lift. You know, yes, you're going to have to fight for that jersey even more, but that hopefully brings, hopefully you're up for the challenge. You need to be up for the challenge at a team like Rangers or Celtic. It enhances the training. You, you 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 learn off these guys. I think Mark's point is it is quite interesting. You know, regarding Ryan Kent, I think regardless of who comes in, the nature of the type of player Ryan Kent is, there will always be players in that team looking for Ryan Kent to do something. He's got the ability, the creativity, to, and the talent to go and do that. So it'll all. But I do agree with Mark there that if you have two or three other ones taking the load. Maybe it, the focus has been on him. But I certainly think there, there's been a difference in Kent. Whether it's the environment that Bill's creating there, you know, day to day, whether it's the little bit of freedom that he's given him, I don't know. But, yeah, to go back to it as well, good players, that's what Bill's trying to do. He's trying to bring good players in to enhance what is already there. Good points, Mark. Enjoyed that. That was Mark and Clyde Bank. We better get on to the travel very quickly, though, so we can return with more of your calls next. Get in touch. This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here It's 01419511025 You can of course tweet us as well At Clyde SSB It's Scottish Cup weekend We're looking forward to building up To some of the big games We've been a bit distracted by transfer discussions so far But that's fine That's what happens at this time of year A bit early for the quizzing Can you remember your run to winning the cup in 95 oh uh, no you've put me on the spot <clears throat> I can't actually producer Callum sent me some interesting names here's the here's the this shows you the way things work on this show Was he's got more chance of remembering because he knows everything and you uh-huh. guys that actually play in the games it's incredible though don't I, I, I listened to who was talking about it it was an ex-Silk talking about it the other week there <clears throat> and it was forgetting semi-finals you can of course the yeah, finals yeah. cemented in your so you don't even remember who you played in the semi God When you won your one and only Scottish Cup Terrible Wow Well let's work backwards Or Whitehill welfare in that run (laughs) No No was that the following (laughs) year I thought you'd have got one of them Roger You do know you played Airdrie in the final yeah Yes I remember that great Big Pierre went up Uh above a centre half called Graham Hay I think (laughs) I think Graham Hay at that time Airdrie were a full time team I think Graham Hay was part time and worked in a bank. Right. Played right, in the Scottish Cup final. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does one of them, one of the rounds, feature producer Callum's team? No. Am I thinking I might have the wrong year as well? I, I think I've got the wrong Hearts year. in the semi final. Oh, you too, honestly. Saint no. Mirren third round two 0 <clears throat> Right. Ringing a bell? No. No. Meadowbank Thistle three 0 in the fourth round. Absolutely not. Are you sure you've got this right, producer Callum? He's the one that's googled it. 1-0 Kilmarnock quarter final 
Oh, this is oh, this is bad. Crazy, isn't it? And then a nil-nil draw with Hibs, but beating the re- uh, beating them in the replay at Ibrooks in the semi. You must remember that. I don't. Ibrox. He's he's claiming he double checked it. Celtic fans are shocked. No, but, on the radio but listen, that can't be producer Callum. But no, I'd... that's amazing. Nineteen ninety-five, Gordon. You've got to remember. Yeah, I was in primary one. It was a good year. It was a, it was a good year for world it was a good, affairs. People, you know, the younger generation won't believe this. A very good Airdrie team. That Airdrie team had been in the cup final about two or three years mm-hmm. earlier against That's Rangers. Right. Yeah. Only lost two one to Rangers. Only yeah. lost one nil to Celtic. Really, really good Airdrie team. The final was absolutely terrible. It was one of the worst finals as a spectacle. I think Peter Grant had been written off two weeks before by an injury. You know, he came back. I think he was the man of the match in the game. Uh, but as I say, he'd been written off two weeks before. But I just remember it being a terrible game of football to be involved in. I think the sun was out, this pitch was sticky. The one, the one bit of magic was Thomas putting that ball in for Pierre. Uh, let's forget the trip down memory lane. Eric is in Blornock. He's a Rangers fan. What's your point tonight, Eric? Hi Gordon, Roger and Simon By the way, I tried to get through the other day And we are talking about the situation of the goalkeepers Mm -hmm. What makes a good goalkeeper And I tried to get through and I discussed it And all that, so I got through tonight So, my boy probably You probably know him, Steve McCarra He sends sends me teasers in, so he does a spokesman for a caller I've literally never had this before I'm, I'm game Anything that's new and surprising on this show I'll do Stephen are you there? Right. Anyway, he's there, he's there. Amazing Hi, Gordon, how are you doing? So right. hold on, what's it Stephen? Is he your PA or something? What, what just happened? Uh, he, uh, he must be, uh, he tries to act that way anyway that's, <laughs> no, This is spectacular This is what I love, six years on the show never ever fails to surprise me Anyway, uh, what are your thoughts on the Rangers goalkeeping situation then, Stephen? Well, yeah, so me and my dad are debating the goalkeeping situation he tries, he, He's happy with the McGregor-McLaughlin situation in regards to switching switching I argue back with him, I say to him I think to have a settled back four or five in that case for the goalkeeping we need to have a set of goalkeeper one for the league one for the cup i.e. we went to Hibs at home we lost three goals Aberdeen lost two goals lost two goals against Kilmarnock two goals against Celtic one against Aberdeen I think a set of goalkeeper would be beneficial with regards to helping with the keeping out the goals at the, at the back but I think going forward it's just regarding at the back I just want to see what you think well I'll tell I'm, I'm going to spoiler I'm the spokesman for Roger Hanna now <laughs> He's no happy with the goalkeeping situation No, the point I was making off here actually Stephen was um, I remember when I was growing up England had Peter Shelton and Ray Clements And one would play one game and one would play the other game And you couldn't really make a case They were both world class goalkeepers You couldn't say one was better than the other I think it was a spell in the 70s Your dad might remember this When Rangers had Peter McCloy and Stuart Kennedy and they would sort of one would play and then the other one would play and there wasn't much between them. I would always go for McCloy because I'm from Girvan and so is he. But but nowadays I don't mind swapping goalies, rotating goalies per se. But at Rangers, Alan McGregor is by a mile the best goalkeeper at the football club. Is he An absolute you? mile, really, the best goalkeeper okay. at the football club. Stephen, do you and agree if, with that? If, Just quickly, if, Stephen, do you agree with that? No, no, I totally agree with McGregor. As much as he has as his faults, last season, Ross County away, I think other times, my frustration with, with McGregor, he doesn't, the corners, set pieces, he doesn't come out, try to collect the ball. We do, we do concede a lot of set pieces in Europe. 
last season we did concede I think it was against Smart Prague and other games in Europe we've conceded against Colin I feel as if if he just comes from him I totally agree with Gordon what he's saying you're 100% McGregor is the best coach mm-hmm. at the club but going forward he is, get, he is getting on a bit I do think that's a position where he could look yeah, at and the, listen uh, I agree with that and, and the swapping in and out I think Michael Beale could make more of an argument for it if he was swapping Robbie McCrory in and out because at some stage they've just given Robbie McCrory a long term deal at some stage Rangers are going to have to look at Robbie McCrory and decide whether or not he's going to be fit to be the first team goalkeeper I'm I'm interested in your theory I want to test it a bit more because even the biggest Alan McGregor fans who contact this show acknowledge a, a a decline, a natural oh, I, decline. I'm not arguing with any I, of that. I'm not but, arguing with any of that. Fine. Everything Stephen said is correct. There. I'm getting there. So even with that, you still think there's a sizable difference yes. between him and John McLaughlin and Alan yes. McGregor's favour. Yeah, Definitely. you don't think this one game in, one game out thing is working. And when, because presumably Robbie McCrory enters that picture at some point, based on what Michael Beale has said. Yeah, yeah. And listen, Rangers are going to have to try. As I say, they're going to have to try Robbie McCrory. This is a young lad too. Once in the dim and distant, if you remember, kept a clean sheet in an old firm game yeah, yeah. against Celtic. Um, has looked good when he's been out on loan. Steve Clark clearly fancies him because despite a dearth of first team <laughs> opportunities at club level, he's been in a couple of Scotland squads this season as well. So he must have something going for him. Um, I think Rangers will put him in the first team at some stage this season. But the here and now... I don't see the sense in this McLaughlin-McGregor one-in, one-out thing. I just don't see the sense at all. Michael Beale did say the other night, Simon, it was forced a bit because of the exertions on Sunday. But whatever the reasoning, we're now at a stage where if he's good to his word and Alan McGregor plays tomorrow, it will be the fifth game with a a different keeper in in a row. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm more of a traditionalist as well in terms of having a settled keeper Yes, you change your your, your defence at different times, but having a settled keeper in that back five, if you like, a constant, and I think changing it all the time. Yeah, listen, Bill will come on and argue they've won the games. Stephen says there they've conceded goals. He touched on the reason for McLaughlin being in at Tannadice about set plays. I think Kilmarnock's first goal the other night was for a corner. So I think I'm 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 with uh, Roger. I think. Uh, Alan McGregor's by far the best keeper at Rangers. And yes, his time's running out and Bill's hinted that he's he's retiring at the end of this season. But I, I would stick with one keeper. Eric, Stephen, Stephen and Eric, Eric and Stephen, it was a pleasure. Let's move on to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Now this will be interesting The undisputed king of Beat the Pundit Has not been here in about four weeks So we'll f- maybe even longer So we'll find out if he's rusty Or if he's been away sharpening <laughs> up his knowledge We will find out in the not too distant future 01419511025 Lines close at 7 So if you fancy it tonight get in touch Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna are here It's 01419511025 If you're just joining us, shame on you Where have you been? We've been discussing transfers since the window is very much open In fact it's nearer to closing than it is to opening We're getting to that stage in the month So get all your thoughts in on the latest transfer stories Surely though in the next hour we'll start previewing 
some of the games from the Scottish Cup maybe get stuck into some of the more romantic tales if you like some of the names in the fourth round incredible Drumchapel United University of Stirling Darvel is it Dundee United producer Callum it is all there it's all set up to be a fantastic weekend uh, so we'll start looking at some of those after we play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Yes, it is Beat the Pundit time Roger Hanna, if I had anything about me If I was even remotely committed to doing this job properly I would have looked up exactly how many days it had been Since you played Beat the Pundit Must be quite a few So what are we talking, way before Christmas? Yeah, I'm going to say December 19 maybe Over a month Exact date Well that, that probably tells you how this is going to go Does he strike you as the I, type of guy listen, that I just hope it's not me I'm scarred still from that 65% Oh yeah you, you tiebreaker. this when you were off Roger a Tiebreaker Roger Hanna gave Stevie Clark a better win percentage Than Jurgen Klopp's got at Liverpool So um, Producer Chris The only man who's nearly as did, geeky did, as you did, Has did, confirmed did, it was December 19th Did we not have one of these in the dim and distant past <laughs> When Daz had a very similar tiebreaker and he was asked Craig Brown's win percentage is Scotland Boston. He said seventy nine percent. Probably that makes me feel a lot better. Very yeah. Probably. Hey, hey, but, hey, excuse me, your esteemed colleague was in great form last night, Gordon. Dale. He was. A I heard it. He was brilliant. Victory, and listen, he was excellent. His, his knowledge is fantastic. Okay. But I think the thing that stands Steady. out when Daz wins these games is the modesty. <laughs> And the Last calm, was a particular the calm, wasn't dignified it? manner because in which he celebrates his the, victories. The contestant came on. With his partner in the background right, I was listening it, it was a disaster Colin and Pollock Are you alone? Yes Fine You don't have to be It's just last night We had a bit We almost caused a domestic dispute I think So I just didn't want that On my conscience Have you ever played before Colin? Never Surely you want to play Simon Rather than Roger No offence Simon Listen can you call me Coco please Because everybody <laughs> in Pollock Knows me Coco I'll I call you Whatever you like Within reason Coco Consider it done Are, are you sure you've dialed The right number tonight Colin? Yes I have And we'll see if I'm a clown or Noah So it's great about this So producer Chris Has now edited the screen I can see it in live time It now does indeed say Coco and Pollock Just in case we forget So uh, heads it will be Roger Hanna Tails it will be Simon Donnelly It will definitely be Coco from Pollock So uh, let's see how we Get on magnificent And it's Tails <coughs> Simon I'm afraid the master Come on Coco Is going to have to wait for his Return So what we do Simon You know the drill Give you some Clyde 2 to listen to Turn it up nice and loud Coco So he can't hear us And we'll get your clock ready 30 seconds Just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know You ready Coco? I'm ready Paul Let's go Coco Your time starts now Which German side did Celtic beat During the 2003 UEFA Cup final run? Borussia Dortmund Name any current Hibs player Who has played for Scotland Kevin Nisbet Borna Barisic joined Rangers from a club based in which country? Croatia Name any team left in the Scottish Cup who are not in the SPFL Drumchapel Name the only Scottish side Mark McGee both played for and managed Celtic and Aberdeen Which English League One side is Scott Brown currently the manager of? Fleetwood Okay Let's bring back Simon Donnelly Simon can you hear us? I can indeed Okay same set of questions shall we? Okay look which German team did Celtic beat during the 2003 UEFA Cup final run? Pass. Name any Hibs player who's played for Scotland. Nisbet. Borna Barisic joined Rangers from a club based in which country? 
Check Name any side left in the Scottish Cup Who are not in the SPFL Drumchapel Name the only side Scottish side Mark McGee both played for and managed Aberdeen Which English League 1 team is Scott Brown the manager of Fleetwood Who was the permanent St Johnston manager immediately before Callum Davidson Quick Quick, 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 quick Three, two, one yeah. Gone Coco, what's the verdict? I think I've got a wee draw there Oh, let's find out The German side that Celtic beat Two Celtic men Coco's a Celtic man Simon's a Celtic We'll call you Sid, eh, Since we're doing Sid nicknames and Sid and Coco Like a children's TV programme um, <laughs> It was Stuttgart Stuttgart, Stuttgart. Uh, Remember, all the way to the v, final There was a V in the name VFB Sure Didn't know, know that. Sure know Liverpool, Blackburn, yeah. Rovers, Boa Vista, Name any Hibs player who's played for Scotland. You had the choice of a few Marshall, Porteous, Hanlon, Stevenson, and Nesbitt. You both got it. One all. Borna Barisic. It was the obvious one. It was just Croatia. Mm-hmm. It was Osijek. Because uh, Rangers played them, didn't they? Yeah. Roger before. Um, so 2 1 to Coco. Uh, you had the choice of Stirling Uni, Darville, Drum Chapel, and Lithgow Rose for the next one, so you both got that right. So it's 3 2 to Coco, who's flying. Producer Callum, you willing to upset a man called Coco from Pollock? Yes. Um, he's sticking by it, Coco. The question was named the only Scottish side Mark McGee both played for and managed. You said Celtic and Aberdeen. See if it was up to me, Coco, I wouldn't mess with you, but he, producer Callum's not giving you it because it's Aberdeen. Not Celtic and Aberdeen yeah, So can't Simon just list, right, can't okay. just keep listing teams And uh, which English League one side Is Scott Brown the manager of It's Fleetwood You both got that So where are we One, two, three, four Is that four all As things stand oh, Had you yeah. got this last one Sid You would have won it It's Tommy oh, Wright Tommy Wright Tommy Wright But Coco Are you familiar with the full time uh, the, the tiebreaker Sorry Aye, ah, it's numbers, isn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much, Coco. It's all about the numbers, really. So what we do is we'll ask the question. I will get Simon to write his answer down and I will then get you to give me your guess, OK? OK, pal. By the way, have you got... There is somebody in the background, Coco. You were having me on. Uh, it's my son-in-law. That's fine. Listen, no rules against it. I was just checking. What's his name? It's Billy. He's a Rangers man. I'm a Rangers man. What's his he's nickname? A good, he's a good guy. But what's his nickname? <laughs> No, he's all got a nickname. Just Billy, right? Okay, <coughs> Billy and Coco. Um, there we are. Right. So, where is this going? Ready? Your question is to, tonight: How many draws have there been in the Scottish Premiership this season? How many draws have there been in the Scottish Premiership this season? Can I be honest? I would not know where to start. Simon Donnelly, write your answer down. If you were to look back at the Scottish Premiership table, add together all the draws, how many have there, have there been? Oh, that's two different questions. I've worded that wrong. Right, emergency tiebreaker. Forget that. Right? <laughs> Forget that. I'm not happy with the original wording of that, producer Callum. Anyway, let's go again. It's okay, my mistake. If you, How many African players are signed to the Scottish Premiership? Simple as that. How many African players are currently signed to a Scottish Premiership team Write it down please Simon Much easier question anyway I'm sure Let's see Let's see your paper What are you going for Coco and Billy I'll go for 10 Coco and Billy go 10 Simon Donnelly goes 5 The answer Is 12 Coco and Billy The signed ball is on its way to Pollock Well done <laughs> oh, this is easily one of my favourite beat the pundits. I, I'm going to turn the mic off in case I, I, I feel like we're on the edge. You know that way we we could nearly get us in, in yeah, bother. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, Gordon. But we're good. Well done, Coco. Well I'm just done, Billy. Up the road now. 
Coco has popped me Yes indeed <laughs> He was not a clown In the end What was the answer To the draws question Well see This is because I tried to be smart I tried to word I, th- I didn't like the word Didn't I, 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 got, I got that question, question Right I got and no, then he draws. No, because the question is if you were to look back at the Scottish Premiership table and add together all the draws, what does that mean, producer Callum? I understand. What does that. it mean? Come on, the, come the on, accum- take the mic, defend the yourself. Accumulative of it the draws. All the draws on the table added together. Yeah. Rather than draws in the season so far. And oh, you, you were right to abandon this call. That's you very ridiculous. Much. That was a horrendous question. <laughs> so really what so let's out producer Callum here. What you mean is you couldn't be bothered counting the actual number of draws, so you thought you would just look at the table, come up with some made-up number, yep. because that doesn't account for which teams have drawn against each other. No. <laughs> I'm glad I ditched it. See, when I'll I said a minute something. ago, it was my fault. I hope all these students from the University of Stirling teach these in United fans something tomorrow. There'll be a few uh, statistics students in there currently <laughs> screaming at the radio. Surely not. Anyway, unlucky. Coco's done you. Coco sounded delighted. He, 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 yeah, he sounded... Many things delighted being one of them. It did remind me because it, it was at this time last night that we got ourselves in a bit of bother on the phones. So that's why I quickly switched off. Coco. This was Charlie the Aberdeen it was fan. Charlie the Aberdeen fan. I heard this said, real. Charlie, yeah. how does it feel to be an Aberdeen fan? And he went beep, embarrassing. <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't a great start to the second hour. Um, I believe it did get left in the podcast, but with a wee beep. Oh. Yeah, you know, the on air version, we have yeah. to cut it off. We can't Absolutely. possibly let that go out. Um, but the, the podcast version You can hear it in all its Well almost In all its glory So There we are You'll be back next week Maybe Coin goes your way Did you feel it's Good to be back In the Beat the Pundit environment I enjoyed it good. Yes I always like my wee interlude My wee clay two music mm-hmm. About a cameo And word up what tonight we, uh, I was about to ask you I, was, I seen you Oh yeah I, like, I always like my clay two Musical interlude at seven For Beat the Pundit Right from that Seamless transition To the romance Of the Scottish Cup Right, the proper romance. I still don't exactly know what that means, but I guess it's some of the nice little romantic tales, the stories, the names that you wouldn't often hear, the great background, the narratives that Hugh Keevens hates that word, so that's why I keep using it. And one of the absolute standouts, especially for us, where we're based, is Drumchapel United. They're away to Elgin City. I think they might be there or nearly there, which is a great time to bring in Adam Hopes, who's the Drumchapel United co-manager. Where are you, in fact, Adam? Are you there yet? Are you on the bus? I'm on the bus. We're nearly in Perth. Oh, nearly in Perth. I must admit, I was hoping yeah. for a bit further. You've still got a bit to go. Yeah, so, unfortunately, uh, one of the boys that I blew it in the styles from Greenup to the Drumchapel. So we're probably postponed by about 25 minutes. And then That's the romance uh, of the cup Thank you that's Simon That's what you were looking that for is That is the If anyone asks you What's the romance of that's the cup the That's it What player was uh, it Adam? It was Alec McWatters right, I'll, bear, I'll bear him in mind Just yeah. to see if he but does yeah, Get, a, get him on first goal scorer for tomorrow I'm going to throw another couple under the bus So we're waiting at the Westerwood At uh, Cumbernauld uh-huh. And we probably waited another 15 minutes And uh, Tyler Fulton and uh, Kieran Glazer So we can throw the two under the bus as well Is there a fine system for that Or what's, what's the punishment? We'll, we'll see We'll see Because I noticed today Roger Have you seen this Kelty Hearts fine list That's doing the rounds today? No? No I haven't seen No uh, I missed this I mean it's sort of way, I, I'm going to end it there Because the, if it's genuine the, the bottom one or one of the things on the list Is just genuinely not something That could be read out on a Family show about mm. what I didn't need to do a bit more research But if you've seen it online You'll know what I'm talking about Adam Is this game going to be on tomorrow? Hopefully um, 
uh, we've had a few photographs in. The patch is certainly green just now. Obviously, we're under the impression that it will be half. Um, but there's a thaw due through the night, so we just need to keep our fingers crossed that uh, it gets a green light. Mm, Roger Hanna, that would the romance. I'm not sure that would class as romance going up there and then it, it not being on. Um, but it, it's certainly been a great story so far, Adam. It's time you can be honest with us, right? Because I don't think that many people from Elgin will be listening. I think you can be honest. It doesn't quite fit the glamour that you could have had in this round. No offence, people of Elgin. How do you feel about that? Is it just does it is it on paper? Is it seen as more winnable because it is a team down the divisions? How do you view it tomorrow? Oh, definitely. I, I think the confidence is high in the group. Um, we've obviously put out a club that was sitting second in uh, League One, so there's definitely no fear factor. We'll be going up to Elgin and try to do the best we can and do the community and everyone involved proud. Adam, with Roger, I know I spoke to you yesterday, you know, we were just dis- discussing the game. We mentioned in the show earlier on, c- could Aberdeen slip up at Darville on Monday night and people are saying, oh, well, maybe you, you, you never know. You know, if we can talk about Aberdeen slipping up at Darville, then of course Drumchapel can go to Elgin and win. You know, in the last round, you beat FC Edinburgh, who are on the brink of going into the championship at the end of the season. This is a, a mid-table League 2 team now, Elgin. You're going up there. For those who don't know, you know, you've got the likes of David Templeton, former Rangers, Hearts. You've got Andy Gagan, played... You know, in the SPFL for A United and Fermland for many years, you would have had Martin Grehan, who God knows remember at Motherwell, had it not been for for a suspension. You've got the players there, you've got the belief that you can get the result and create a bit of history. Because I think I'm right in saying there's never been an unlicensed club in the last sixteen in this competition. Uh, I would say you're right, but I would also say I don't even know if there's been an unlicensed club in the last thirty-two. To be honest with you. Yeah, I think it's a, you'll be right. It's a great so, achievement. Yeah. It's an absolutely yeah. terrific achievement for Durham Chapel United. What does it mean to everyone, Adam? Because I know there's the sort of community aspect as well, and this runs a, a lot deeper than the 11 players or whatever, you know, 14 players who will take the pitch tomorrow. Oh, it's massive. I mean, as you see, when we set our stall out, when we first joined the pyramid system, I don't think people in the community quite grasped what we we'll obviously want to achieve. But the achievement, uh, the things that we want to achieve as a group and our coaching staff and owners and stuff like that, we, we want to get through this pyramid as quickly as possible. And I think, obviously, with the journey we've been on, the fans obviously now understand what we're trying to achieve and the thought right into it. And uh, we're expecting about 300-odd being at Elgin uh, tomorrow. I'm sure they'll be quiet. They'll be enjoying their day. Adam, what's the? is there a novelty factor tonight's like tonight? Forgive my ignorance. Is is it often the case? It can't be that often the case that you go and stay over the night before a, a big game, is it? Or do you do it on, on one or two occasions? Well, we've done it obviously when we played Nern in the, the first round of the Scottish Cup. Obviously, that's not far from Elgin. So we obviously want to try and be as professional and approach the game as professional as possible. And we thought if we've got any chance of progressing into the next round, uh, overnight stay is probably the best way to go about it Is it a bit I can hear the bus there it's, it's The traffic noise in the background Just I for hope, authenticity traffic. <laughs> so there. Um, Adam how do you strike the balance Between focusing on the 90 minutes Plus tomorrow Trying to get the job done But the possibility that players maybe are dreaming of a Whatever Celtic Rangers Dundee United or whatever In the, in the next round if you could do it Oh listen that's that, That's obviously the incentive I mean I've said to many people when we set out the stall at the start of the season never did we think we'd be at this stage of the competition being the same Hearts, Rangers, Celtic, Dundee, United and what have you and uh, we've done that and now we've got another opportunity to go and do it again so 
the boys are very, very excited about it, and um, that's the objective, is to get into the last 16 and create another bit of history. It's a very well-behaved bus. Have you got them warned, or are they always this quiet? Well, believe it or not, we've just stopped at uh, Perth, and uh, I don't know if you heard all the, the, the abuse I was getting for the team up the back of the bus, because they're always listening to me on the radio up the back. So... If I've not done so well, it's because of them. You've done just fine. And the great thing about radio, Adam, no one can tell. If you want to do hand gestures out the window to your players, that's absolutely fine. We wish you all the best tomorrow. No problem, guys. Thanks for having us. Good, right? Good luck, Adam. Adam Hopes, Good luck, Chapel Adam. United co-manager. That couldn't have gone any better. I asked, what is the romance of the cup? They're late. They're still in Perth because one of the players had a blowout on the way. Yeah, Honestly. Two latecomers as well. Romance. Which is That's romance. An, an automatic fine. But yeah, it's a great... We spoke about it earlier. It's a great story, you know. Excuse my ignorance, but how many games have they won to get to this stage? Do you know, oh, Roger? It's a, it's a good few. I mean, they had to. They had to, to play, play qualify. They had to play a preliminary so, round. Yeah. So prelim round, first round, second round. They've and won four already. And, and the draw has not been kind, you know. As Adam was saying, Elgin away in this round. Yeah. They've been to Nail County mm-hmm. yeah. already in the competition, and I think beyond the second round, I, I think to help clubs like Durham Chapel. Um, I think the SFA pays a degree of travelling expenses to clubs yeah. but only until the second round so now they're in the fourth round they're on mm. their own the, the, other, the other side of that as well you're saying I know the travel and the expense and it's not been kind but these draws are giving them another a, a better chance to go the glamour tie further yeah, into this tournament and, Ab- and absolutely. pick a biggie absolutely and, and can you imagine from Chapel United going to Celtic Park and Ibrox in the last 16 of the cup you <laughs> You'd have to send Hugh Evans. He'd be doing the half-time draw He'd be leading the teams out He'd play a half for each It would be unbelievable uh, Thank you to Adam Who says he'll come on tomorrow If um, if they do the business So we'll Probably. get him on, on at full I just time. hope the game's on for them Because it'd be terrible to go up All yep. the, you know, all the hassle All the expense The overnight stay I just hope the game beats the pitch inspection in the morning um, And this is funny Because I, I didn't want to confuse Adam Or cause any any drama But he says he's been sent pictures of the pitch And it's looking really green but The only picture I've seen of the Elgin pitch Is covered in snow So I, I, I don't know who's been honest about this Somebody's at it somewhere um, I've also just had a message in Producer Callum And I don't know who this reflects worse on It's you or me, maybe both My old maths teacher has sent a message in Michael Horn And he says if you're looking for the number of draws in total Just half it Just half whatever number producer Callum had <laughs> uh, I was going to say I was always more into words than numbers But regular listeners would say you're not very good at that either So we'll leave it there 01419511025 And we'll take more calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here 01419511025 Look it's been one of those nights I'm not going to lie It started off very predictable Transfer window, transfer business We then had Eric who phoned in But only as a spokesman Just to pass on the phone To then uh, his son Stephen to make his point Then had Coco and Billy um, On Beat the Pundit Beating Simon on the tiebreaker Over the romance of the cup Drumchapel fans Your team are a bit delayed Getting to Perth Because one of the players Has had a blowout on the way And, and by the way Whilst the Drumchapel manager was on Paul and Cumbernauld phoned in To say Tell them not to go through Perth There's a lorry accident Go via the M90 We're just like providing a service Yeah To everybody I must admit, I'm looking forward to this weekend greatly. Let me quickly give you a full-time teaser, and it's based around Sunday. It would be good if this was Stephen of 
Stephen and uh, father's fame. Stephen and, Stephen Eric. and Eric who'd sent this question in. Um, do you know what? I think it. No, it's the. Is it the crazy pony? I think it was the pony who sent this one in. Who are the? Let's go for one, two, three, four, five, six players with more than sixty-five international caps who've scored in an Edinburgh derby. So we've got one on Sunday. In case you hadn't noticed, can you name five players with more? Sorry, six players with more than 65 international caps who've scored in an Edinburgh derby. That's a good question. I like that. I'm glad. Scored in an Edinburgh So obviously derby. caps for any country. Yeah. I think so, Susie. Good going that. No. Nope. What, what about Michael O'Neill? No. No. Oh, this is good. I like this. Tricky Simon. One. I tricky like one. This. 65 caps is a lot of caps. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, right, why don't we go for one Scott, right? I'll give you that. There's one Scott that I think you should get. You should definitely get this guy. He's got 69 Scotland caps. Oh. And he scored in an Edinburgh Derby. Yeah, no. Back in the day, Kenny Miller. Kenny, Kenny Miller, Miller, friend of the show. Well done. Okay, we'll try and get the other five between now and the end. And if you, do you like the sound of this arrangement that we've got where the listeners send in the questions? And the pundits try and come up with the answers. It's called the full time teaser, and you can submit your question full time at Clyde1.com. Full time at Clyde1.com. We've given you a bit of Drumchapel romance. We'll do a bit more romance as the show progresses. Let's bring in Sean in Denison first, though, who's a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, Sean? Hi, Gordon. Uh, hi, everybody else. Um, uh, just on a previous caller uh-huh. uh, Speaking on Jackie Marcus uh, Saying he's not a prolific goal scorer I mean I don't know what he's been watching uh, I've been to every single Home game this season uh, The crowd love him When he gets on 9 times out of 10 He creates a goal If he doesn't score a goal um, I mean look at the Kilmarnock game He came on for what, the last 20 minutes uh, he hit the, the bar, he hit the post, um, and then comes on in the semi final, he scores. Like he's a, I, I, would, I wouldn't say he's, he's as fit as Kyogo. As Kyogo, you'll get a lot more work from him, but putting the ball in the back of the net, he's he's just as good as Kyogo. And that just baffles me why why that, that guy said he's not a prolific goal scorer. He's done it everywhere he's went. So you do think he's as good as Kyogo? I do think he is, he's as good, yes. You two agree? He's, I think he's a prolific scorer I don't think he's as good as Kyogo I think Celtic would quite happily have maintained the status quo and kept Giacomakis as cover for Kyogo uh, you know, I believe it's Giacomakis who has been agitating to get away to earn more money elsewhere and I think Ange Postacoglu is you know, reasonably Pragmatic about these matters And if the player wants to go He will let the player go <clears> And he'll bring in another player As backup And to challenge Kyogo Is he as good as Kyogo for you Simon? Uh, not for me Not for me But again it's just Personal taste Opinions I, I know what uh, Sean's saying I, I, don't, I don't think Kyogo just offers Work rate I think he's I think he's got a wee bit more composure Than Jackie Mack uh, As we touched on it earlier on I think a lot of Jackamacus's finishes are—they are. They're spontaneous. They're, they're getting on the end of things. But I, th- I think if, if you're looking from the outside, Angie's comments about game time and not being able to guarantee game time suggests to me that, quite rightly, he's frustrated that he's not playing as much as he would like. 
But that's down to Kyogo. That is down to the form of Kyogo. Kyogo at the moment is as good a, a goal a game. And, you know, as we said earlier on, yes, I get that he scored goals for Celtic, he scored important goals for Celtic. He is, as Sean is emphasising there, a favourite amongst the fans. But I think I think he will go. I think he will go and, you know, the likes of Sean, we, we, we might be raving about another player coming in in the not-too-distant future if Angie's record is anything to go by. Uh, Sean... Have you given up hope that he stays Or do you still think Looking at the fact it's the 20th He might well play tomorrow Do you still think there's a chance Or have you given up um, well, I, I don't think it should have got this far I think Celtic Coming in last season When Kyogo got injured Six months he, he played And he finished joint top goal scorer And he done that in six months So you think what that man could do In a full season Fair enough I, Like Simon and Roger said he might not have the, the composure or the work rate as Kyogo, but he can finish a ball. And like I was, I was saying, like I've been to every home game this season, and when he's come on, yeah, I, I agree with Simon about it on the end of things. But what about his shot from twenty-five yards when he's hitting the bar? What about the overhead, overhead kick he scores? Like he's he's magnificent, and he's a type of striker Celtic don't have, and we've not had in years. And and yeah. I think listen, Sean, I, I actually felt I covered the game. It was Kilmarnock a couple uh, last week. I actually felt for him because I've been in that position where you're coming on, you're trying to do something to to catch the manager's eye to get in the in the team the next week. He hit the post and the bar that game. I think it was a header and a fantastic effort. What I would argue with your your, your comments about him coming in for half a season, Kyogo played half a season as well, effectively. Let's see how many goals he scores in his full season this season. Yep. I, I just think. It's preference for me. I just think Kyogo. I watch his movement in games. I'm lucky enough to be at the games. I think he's the best striker in the in the in the league in terms of movement. You seen his goal the other night with Hatati. I think Celtic's midfield now, and it's maybe taking a wee bit of time, as it always does with new players coming in. They now are beginning to see Hatati's obviously a compatriot from Japan. They're beginning to see his movement, and they're reaping the rewards. They won through Edinburgh where they scored, and then the goal the other night was fantastic. Great pass from Hitati, but I think for me, Kyogo is the number one striker. But I, I listen, I listen to these every night, right? And I, I hear the sort the, the discussion um, and about the two of them comparison and stuff, right? Uh, they're very different. I think they're, they're they're completely two different players. I think Kyogo overall just just beats. On the fact that like he's he's work creating his pace and he's, the way you see him shutting shutting down a goalkeeper, right? But see, and I understand that as Jack Amakis that wants to leave because he's not getting more money, yeah. right? But it, it shouldn't have went that far. Like I heard Gordon uh, saying it, Gordon Dale saying it. Like it shouldn't have got to that stage. Like Celtic should have had something in place, knowing. Yeah, but uh, again, he, Sean, we, we don't know from outside. From outside looking in, we don't we don't know the ins and outs of it. From from my experience in football. I think he's expressed that he's not satisfied coming on for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And I think that's... And he's not a young boy. You know, he's at a, mm. a point in his career where he wants to be playing football. Thank you, Sean. Uh, good debate that. I enjoyed it, Sean and Dennison. Um, Roger, tomorrow, Jackie Marcus may well lead the line beyond that. I think <laughs> Carter Vickers is injured, so is this a good... 
game to, to allow Kobayashi to get another 90 yeah. minutes of Scottish football under his belt could we see a debut for Iwata yeah. perhaps yeah. fringe players David Turnbull comes on almost all the time but he doesn't start as many recently scored the other night would you expect that level of rotation tomorrow? Yeah I think Ange Postacoglu will rotate the team Celtic have had a lot of fixtures since the World Cup a few of the Celtic players had a lot of fixtures during the World Cup Gordon so I think this is an opportunity I don't expect them to make 11 changes I'm sure people will remind them that Dougie Emery once went with Morton to Celtic Park and managed to score a goal that eliminated Celtic from a cup competition Morton have been going reasonably well I know they lost at Hamilton last Saturday but they've had a decent season in the Championship I've seen them two or three times they are a team in their manager's image they will work for 90 minutes and more at Celtic Park tomorrow so I don't think there'll be a huge don't think about 11 changes in the Celtic team right just to clear up Pitchgate, right, in Elgin. So, <coughs> Robinho Beale has sent me a picture saying, this is the most recent picture of Elgin's pitch. And it doesn't have any snow on it, right? So I can see why yeah. um, Adam and the Drum Chapel guys are up there and they're feeling optimistic. So I thought, well, hold on, what did I see earlier? I've gone back onto Elgin's Twitter and they tweeted six hours ago there will be a pitch inspection at 10.30 tomorrow and the picture has got snow everywhere, completely covering the pitch. But then in the... <laughs> In the replies to that, people are pointing out that that just wasn't a picture from today. So if Elgin just randomly uploaded a picture of a snow-covered pitch from some previous winter attached to a story about a pitch inspection tomorrow, you can see why I was easily confused, Roger Hanna. 100%, yeah. and uh, That is confusing, so- particularly when you see the Inverness pitch game postponed, <laughs> a big covering of snow just up the road at the Cali Stadium, so that, yeah... That is confusing And um, fair play to Polly Boy Who responded to that tweet And says who's doing the pitch inspection Torval and Dean Because that, <laughs> that is the way it looks In that picture can, can I just say Simon as well We've managed to get to 7.37 No don't We're no, in the last, going here. the last lap of this show Yes On the night before already, The Scottish Cup fourth round Yes He's talked about the romance oh, of the cup. I know where you're we've going. given Darvill yeah. and Drum Chapel. We've had them all. We've mentioned Dick Campbell. We've not mentioned a broth. This is motherwell yet, have there we? There is nothing romantic about potentially going out of the Scottish Cup as the waves crash over the wall at the side of Gayfield, adding to a league season that's potentially in tatters. What is romantic about that? I thought as well, much. Ask Fraser Wishart, the man you have despatched is he, is he going, is he? to Gayfield tomorrow. He has the wow. scent The scent of a cup upset in his nostrils he's, he's one of his old teams as well Scent of smokies in his nostrils Wow, that, that, what a good trip for him um, Been already this season, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm assuming, he's been, I'm assuming the likes up there on. The hospitality must be good Alright, go on then Right, We'll get into this more tomorrow But is that Is that one people yes. are going to be looking at? You're always yes. looking for your shock, aren't you? Yeah, I don't think our broth have Performed as well as they did last year I think it would be hard to Ask them to go and get to the heights of last year again But away from home At Albroath With Dick Campbell's team is it, could, it could be a slippery one for you Is your pal Scott Allen fit? Last time he was in Last Monday Was it broken ribs or something Sore ribs He was back training So I think he should be there or thereabouts oh. <sighs> All these new signings for Albroath Big point away at United last week Well mm. Mother will have fa- they've faced championship opposition in the cup already this season and dealt with them with ease in Inverness. So mm-hmm. well, it was at home, granted. So 
Um, I don't know. I'm clutching at straws for a, a shred of positivity. That's where, the, when, uh, on a serious note, when the cup comes at this point, Roger, it's easy to talk about the romance and whatever. But for any top-flight teams that are under pressure already because yeah. of the league form, it can be a really, really tough weekend because well, it's almost like you well take out Aberdeen would maybe be a better example because it's more extreme. But you're on to hiding to nothing. I mean, beat Darvel two three nil. Nobody bats an eyelid. But losing, you're, you're potentially well, I, talking I, I, about managerial change. It's a very good point you make. You know, Jim Goodwin is under intense pressure, intense scrutiny. They go to Darvel from the sixth tier of Scottish football on Monday night in front of the TV cameras, and you can extend that to Lee Johnson under a bit of pressure. Lost a league derby at Tynecastle quite heavily. They've now got Hearts coming to Easter Road in front of the TV cameras. If that goes awry for Hibs, Lee Johnson will be under pressure. Look at Stevie Hamill going to a broth with, with Mother already in the bottom four. Malky Mackay taking Ross County to Hamilton Ackies. Ross County already bottom of the league. I, you've got me going to Rugby Park tomorrow. Derry McInnes, you know, Derry McInnes and Kilmarnock can, can lose to Celtic and Rangers in a week. Of course they can. But if they start losing to Dumbarton mm. at home in the comp, that's a different kettle of fish. So you're quite yeah. right. You know, for a lot of these managers, it's maybe not as romantic as it is for for you, me, and Simon yeah. a couple weekend. I don't, I don't think it's romantic at all for them. <laughs> I, I really don't. We touched at the start. Of the, I've experienced it, but Aberdeen. You watched them last week. They go one 0 ahead in that game. Yeah, Rangers bring them back. At one point, you think is Jim Goodwin going to take a, an Aberdeen team to the cup final? <laughs> They get their player sent off And then all of a sudden A couple of days later They capitulate mm. at Tynecastle yeah. Nobody seen Madness, that coming I was told 4-0 at half time I couldn't believe yeah. What I was hearing And then it just Adds to the pressure For this one Because everybody's tuning in On Monday night To see what happens Producer Callum actually Had you down for Elgin Tomorrow But I'd say oh, Look after him Send you down to Kilmarnock <laughs> Just down the road um, I could have gone in the bus tonight We had him in the and, chapel yeah. boy. Speaking of Producer Callum um, He's shaking his head Because for some Unknown reason You ever get that way Where your phone rings You look at the name on it And you just think Nah It's not worth the hassle And you stick it back in your pocket Well the Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Equivalent of that's happening right now Because for some unknown reason Coco and Pollock is phoning again I don't know what he wants Just right? to gloat He's, he's phoning just to again He's going to ask if he can get two footballs um, Billy can have one no, And he not, can have one Not a chance it's, There's a budget here to be adhered to Anyway very quickly before we move on Your teaser tonight was six players With over 65 international caps Who've scored You're giving me the look In an Edinburgh derby You've got Kenny Miller And that's your lot What about his old Rangers strike partner Kyle Lafferty Yes 85 international caps Now One of the best Edinburgh derbies I was ever at I I feel like we're in the same way I know you're going to give me The right answer Back in the day Was a Mm 6-2 Easter Road for Hibs Uh It was when the old main stand Was still there And I thought the thing Was going to collapse Mixu Patalainen Absolutely oh. Three down three to get We'll get them next I know Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on the home straight With Roger Hanna And Simon Donnelly We're asking them For some answers On their teaser But we'll do it In just a second Because Gary In Port Glasgow Has been hanging on For a while Gary how are you tonight? Not bad, lads. How you doing? All good, all good. What are you thinking ahead of a big weekend uh, then? Aye, it's really a bit modern. Uh, I mm. do a bit of work at Capital. I stay in Inverclyde and how big a game it is for them, really financially. Obviously, you as well know, they're going to 
kid. I don't know how he split his in the money, TV money. It's massive to what Morton. I know that for a fact to get a draw and go there, win or lose. You know, it's so much money's involved for their budget compared to you know what they're going to make from going to Parkhead, and also, you know. People like to say they, they love playing the big games and they're going to Parkhead, but these guys are going to be under a. They say they've got nothing to lose, but they're under so much pressure from the minute they kick a the ball, aren't they? You know, it's it's, it's a big deal for absolutely. Morton, I think you gentle to answer Gary's query. It's fifty fifty split, isn't it, financially yeah. in, in the Scottish Cup, as far as I know, um, or roughly speaking. So. Yeah, it's a big payday first and foremost, of and course. then a, a chance to make history on the pitch. Yeah, and listen, let's be realistic about it. You know, Morton fans would like a wonderful run. I think they reached the League Cup semi final the other year, and they'll have another run to Hamden. But the reality of the situation is, it's important that they get a game like this at Celtic Park because it can secure the financial future of the club, you know, for two or three years going down. Dougie Emery, um, he, he's worked the Oracle down there on. Very slim You know Budgets If you like In a couple of years That he's been there He doesn't run The biggest squad He's a lot of You know Young guys in the bench Each week Some weeks I've seen Morton Haven't actually Filled the bench So if they can get This money in You know It'll really help them Secure the future For a couple of years I, I'm not sure Simon <laughs> that Even even if it's a, a Championship team That's at the peak Of their powers And winning every week It's still very difficult To make a case For going to Celtic Park And winning November time Morton were absolutely flying Up yeah. the top of the league Winning all the time They've now gone Five I think Without a win um, Again Whether that Seriously makes any difference To their chances Whether it does become More of a free hit Or whatever As, as Gary says um, It's going to be A good occasion You would imagine For Dougie Emery He's got those memories As Roger says I, rem- <clears> I remember that League Cup game Very well Where he scored the winner Against a Celtic team With Virgil van Dijk In it no less Absolutely and it's an experience Financially, yes Great for the club I get all that But the experience for the players There'll be some players in that Morton team That they might not go any higher than Morton This might be their, their one chance of a game at Celtic Park or, I remember my time at party You were teasing me earlier on about not remembering mm. my, my cup run I remember the games We played Rangers twice When I was at Partick I think in the Scottish Cup We got a replay uh, Drew one each with them at Ibrooks. These are games, occasions that some players, they don't come round every day. So you go there and I know what Gary's saying, they've got nothing to lose. Uh, it's about talking about nothing to lose. I, I don't think they have got anything to lose. They can go there, enjoy the occasion. Of course, they want to go and try and beat Celtic. But savour it. You know, as I said, there'll be players in that team, younger ones, that will go on to play at higher levels. But there'll, there'll maybe be a few players there that that will be their level. And this will be the, the one time that they get a hit at one of the big boys. Uh, and for some players, they have been to Celtic Park many times, like Effie Ambrose, Roger. Yeah, and I've seen Effie this season. And he, listen, I, I'm going to. I, I know they're out between Billy Dodge and Owen Coyle about talking about different levels and players this season. Effie was a good player. He was a good player for a lot of teams, including Celtic. But, you know, getting into that championship, it, it looks as if he could play there for several years to come. I saw him down at air up against Dibowak and Yemu who's the leading scorer in that league and it was a great contest and Effie did really well and he will enjoy his day going back to Celtic Park and I'm sure he'll get a good reception tomorrow. Uh, Gary, does the hope become that Celtic rotate loads of their players? Does it even make that much of a difference because they've got so mo- so many internationals waiting for a, a bit of game time? You know, I can't see, you know, 
my mates are Celtic supporters and they, they, they talk about the size of their squad and the depth of it and you know and you look at the subs they bring on even if they dropped top, their top six they've still got that much depth you can't see anything happening uh, on an early point I don't know if it's right but I, get, I think they sold 1,500 or 2,000 tickets I mean the average gate I think it's 1,400 didn't it they've sold more tickets going away to Celtic <laughs> so obviously there's a lot of people going up to watch them, you know, which is brilliant. You Over know? two thousand last I saw from it's great. That's brilliant. It's a great yeah. day out. Yeah, that's brilliant. They'll see Simon there. Wave to him, Simon. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. No, but that's you keep going on about this romance of the cup. That is what it's all about. Two thousand fans going through to watch their team at Celtic Park. How many the mother will take to Gayfield? Come on. I don't know I know who he's, won't he's be one of them that. I know who won't be one of them Because he'll be in here Yeah well he was raging Because I think he had bought a ticket In the hope it was getting yeah, moved for sure, TV sure And he now can't go Because he's on the show tomorrow It's true what you say though Your favourite You know or the romance of the cup You, you do remember Just the sort of random Days out that, that you get I've, I, I always remember One of my absolute favourites Was a way And I'll need to run this past um, where I was Stranraer Stranraer away in the cup maybe at the age where I was just old enough to start sort of going with my mates or, or whatever that, that James McFadden Stephen Pearson David Clarkson team Stranraer away sun shining oh magnificent behind the goals close enough to almost steal the goalkeeper's water bottle from the back of the net yeah obviously Fatty scored didn't he in three yeah fish tea and Gervin on the way home that well, was a bit younger then and probably a Happy meal or something, I don't know But anyway, thank you to Gary in Port Glasgow um, That's just the right time for me to stop reminiscing About good cup days out Just in case it goes uh, a bit wrong tomorrow But we shall see uh, Right, I think we've, we've pretty much done it The one thing I didn't get round to Which I did want My, my kind of next chapter of the romance novel Would be Dundee United against University uh, of Sterling Where is producer Callum hiding? Roger Hanna A team of students no less Well they're a team of students Who if they win their game in hand They're going to be top of the Lowland League And potentially coming into the SPFL So they're not just wandering out the physics class And taking on Stephen Fletcher tomorrow They are a decent team Chris Geddes has them very well organised they, they share fourth bank with Sterling Albion as you know So this will be a, a, a test that the D United must not take lightly yeah, really looking forward to that one Really looking forward to them all Let's finish with your teaser You're looking for three more players With more than 65 international caps Who've scored in an Edinburgh derby Kenny Miller, Kyle Lafferty And Mixu Patalainen so far They're the three easiest What about Russell Latipi? Yeah, well done Well done Roger Okay I'm glad I'm on with you Oh, it's is, a different Is the 65 cap thing on. a clue? Because I'm trying to think No, not really Davy Weir? No Wonder if he had sixty-five caps. Um, I know he scored in a cup final for Hearts against Hibs. Ryan McGowan surely nope. hasn't got sixty-five caps. Nope. 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 Kevin McKenna, sixty-three. No <laughs> way for Canada. Yeah. No way. Yeah. The two that you're looking for mm-hmm. have one hundred and one caps. Both of them. One hundred and one caps. Mm-hmm. You need to give us the. Try to think. One Australian. No. No. Give us the nations. Right. This. I was going to say this will help you But this will narrow it down to about 350 players Lithuania Oh, <laughs> Quick, start Mik- naming them Michaelinus Yes, well done Michaelinus, well done And again, this is one of those If I name the country you will Well, he'll get it Sorry, Simon <laughs> Ecuador 
Ulysses de la Cruz Ulysses de la Cruz Indeed It's an education for you tonight Different Simon. class See, Roger. You're used to Different st- class. standing with dumplings right, Like right Marvin Bartley Do you know what I mean? Right back Signed by Big Eck Brilliant Is it not Hibbs record sale? Yeah and he went for it Record sale was it Or record signing record One of the two sale at the time Million pounds to Aston Villa Anyway we digress Right we're back tomorrow Six hour special Romance of the Cup Three romantic men In the studio And Gordon DL Hugh Evans And Mark Wilson So make sure you join us At noon And GBX Anthem's up next <laughs>